You are listening to JC Talks, a podcast about life, leadership, and human flourishing. My guiding philosophy is simple. What you can be, you must be. The purpose of this podcast is to help you live an all-in life, be an all-in leader, and lead all-in teams and organizations. I'm your host, JC Hurtado Prater, yours truly, and I'm so grateful you've joined me for a few moments on the podcast today. We're in this book entitled The Science of Success uh, by Charles Koch, and uh, in our last episode, we talked about this idea of vision, which is value. Actually, everything we're talking about here in the next few uh, days is going to be about this idea of vision from the science of success. But it starts with this idea of value creation and understanding that people are always working in their own self-interest. You got to understand that as a business leader, when when you're creating a product or service, but you also have to understand this as a leader. This is a leadership podcast. You got to understand this. Your people, right? You as a leader have to create value for your people. You've got to make sure that they're doing something that's valuable to them. And you have to understand that your people are always working in their own self-interest. They don't care about you. They don't care about your vision. They don't care about your problems. None of it. They just don't. They, they care about themselves. Now, over time, they will grow to love you. They will become loyal to you. But it's because you put them first. This is how respect is earned over time. When you put the organization first, you put the people first. It's not even the organization. It's the people of the organization first. You put your customers first. You put your employees first. As a leader, if you think that way, I promise you, you do that long term, is going to be massive success for you long term. Let's dive in. Today, we're talking about spontaneous or uh, spontaneous order and embracing change. This is very important. We've talked about this idea of creative destruction. I'm sure we'll talk about it again on this podcast. Uh, change is a constant. The only thing constant is change. And uh, the one ticket to the mediocre life is to, under, is to have the thinking that you can stay the same 24-7. That is your ticket to a mediocre life. Let's dive in here. Page 58. Uh, I'm going to finish where I left off uh, in the last episode, and let's get into this idea of spontaneous order. Even with all of us seeking our own self-interest, and even without any society-wide planning, order emerges. Because this emerging order is not centrally planned, F.A. Hayek described it as a spontaneous order. In a market economy, producers and consumers have many alternatives and choices. You got to understand that. And so do your employers, excuse me, your employees. They have a lot of choices, places that they could go. You got to understand that as a leader. Don't treat them wrong. The fact that new products and methods are constantly driving out old ones presents businesses with, with constantly changing challenges and opportunities. So then he writes about this idea of spontaneous order. Scholars such as Adam Smith and F.A. Hayek, Friedrich Hayek, have demonstrated that prosperity can only take place through spontaneous order, an order that is the result of human action, but not of human design. Adam Smith described this as the invisible hand by which in the proper system, man is led to promote an end, which is no part of his intentions. Hayek argued that prosperity requires that the knowledge dispersed throughout society be put to productive use and that it, quote here, cannot be gathered and conveyed to an authority charged with the task of deliberately creating order. Rather, dispersed knowledge can only be put to productive use 
through a system of spontaneous order based on private property, rules of just conduct, including the rule of the law, and free markets. Michael Polanyi believed that science advances through a similar spontaneous order, which he called the Republic of Science. Let's move forward here. Let's talk about this idea of embracing change. Given the realities of creative destruction and spontaneous order, we just talked about it, how is a business to choose which opportunities to pursue? It does so by developing a vision that guides it in how to create superior value for society. We talked about this in the last episode. We know a business is being guided by an effective vision to the extent it creates profit over the long term. It's not about starting a business, putting out your services, putting out your offerings, your product, whatever it is, and then you have success for a year or two years, and then you're nothing. That's not success. How do you create profit long term? This is success. And this is one of the reasons why at 43, I'm no spring chicken anymore. But I'm also, I wouldn't consider myself to be an old person. Of course, I'll be saying this when I'm 70. I'm still not old. I'll be looking at 90-year-olds and saying, those are the old people. Probably not, actually, because when I get to 90, I'll be looking at 100-year-olds thinking those are the old people. But, but you go over and say, I'm not, I'm not old, but I'm not young. But I will tell you, the people I want to listen to most, number one, are people who've been massively successful, billionaires. But really, it's the people that who've, had, who've had sustained success. You know, if you go about watching a lot of these YouTube people, these YouTube, these people trying to get famous through Instagram and YouTube, and I'm not, I'm not knocking on them. Okay. But that's, you know, that's kind of a flash in the pan. You get two to three years doing that. And then where are you? Right. It's, it's like when, when we look at our favorite singers, our favorite artists, our, our favorite uh, uh, sports players, you know, one of my favorite is Tom Brady. Why, why do I love Tom Brady so much? Because he's been doing his thing for over 20 years. And he's, he's in a field, he's in a sport where some people are out after five or six years. Some people don't even make it through, you know, one year. And he's been doing this for 20 years. That's a long time. And so when he starts talking, and I think people are starting to recognize this, when he talks, whether you hate on him or not, like you can't deny the wisdom that comes out of his mouth. He's had success, seven Super Bowls, playing into his 40s. The goal of playing till he's 45, and he might actually make that happen. Long-term success. That's the kind of guy that we can listen to and we can learn from. Okay? So, again, we know a business is guided by an effective vision to the extent that it creates profit over the long term. You know you have a good vision and you have long-term success. Let's keep reading here. History has shown that an organization that is continually profitable is satisfying people's needs. Those that are not satisfying needs tend to die out. That just makes sense. If you're not satisfying the marketplace needs or the needs of the customer over a long period of term, you're not going to be in business much longer. Remember the Forbes listing of successful companies mentioned in chapter two? Most, and watch this, most of the 100 largest U.S. companies in 1970, 1917 had fallen off the list after seven decades, and many had disappeared altogether. Why? Because they did not continue to create value for society and therefore failed to generate sufficient profits. They did less and less for society as time went on. We require a vision 
that guides us to do more and more. He's talking to his, his Coke employees there because this is a book that they ask for their Coke employees and managers and all them to read. Look, I come from a town. Every time I go back, I still see some of the same stores that have been around for a while. J.C. Penney, I think they actually closed down J.C. Penney's, but that's that's a sad story. That's a sad story right there. This idea of uh, the story of J.C. Penney's. I remember as a kid going there, and that's where you could buy everything. It was it was kind of an event. Christmas time, they put up Christmas trees right out in front, and I'm talking about the mall here, but right out in front of their store in the mall, Santa was all set up. And so what you do is you'd go meet with Santa, and then you go into J.C. Penney's and you figure out what you wanted, and that's just kind of what you did on a normal uh, day a normal shopping day. And you look at JC Penney's and for whatever reason, that that's a great case study. And I know there've been a lot of case studies that have been done about this, but they couldn't keep up. They couldn't keep adding value. Other stores came along and they just couldn't quite keep up. And some of it may be on the customers. Some of it may be on the, you know, the senior leadership, maybe on the organization, but for whatever reason, they couldn't keep up, right? They couldn't keep adding value to society over the long term. Okay, this is what it's going to happen to your company. It's going to happen to my company. It's going to happen to you. It's going to happen to me if we don't keep adding value. And how do we do that? We got to continually keep on changing. That's what we're talking about today. This idea of embracing change because of spontaneous order, because of creative destruction. Right. And here's the deal. It's going to happen whether you want it to or not. There's always going to be change happening, whether you endorse it, whether you go after it, or whether you don't. Okay, it's always going to be there. Let's keep reading. The development of, a, of an effective vision begins with recognizing the ways in which an organization cre- can create superior value for society. A vision statement is the organization's view of how it plans to create that value. It should be based on a realistic assessment of its capabilities, as well as improvements it needs to make and the new ones it needs to add. And on a detailed analysis to determine the opportunities for which these capabilities can create the most value. This vision should guide everything the organization does. To make it simple, it's all about adding value to the marketplace. Okay? How do you create value? That's the vision. A company's vision should take into consideration the fact that over time, competition erodes the profit, the profitability of every product or innovation. What that's saying is basically what we talked about with JCPenney. You can come out with something new and it's, it could last 20, 30, 40 years. Something new is always going to come along. A newer store, newer products, newer services, whatever it is. And so you got to understand that the competition erodes the profitability of every product or innovation. There's always going to be competition out there. Competitors are constantly seeking less costly methods of production and superior new products that destroy the profitability of established products. This is Schumpeter's, Joseph Schumpeter's process of creative destruction. There's always going to be the new coming in, whether you're doing it or not. This is why you will get passed up. This is why you will get passed by because someone new and younger is going to come, you know, uh, you know, they're going to come on. They're going to have more skills. They're going to have newer skills, better skills than you have. And so this is why we've got to continually be transforming as people, as leaders, as teams, as organizations. To maximize product, or excuse me, to maximize profit over the life of a product a business must slow down the inevitable erosion in the profitability of its products and continually renew or replace them. This is creative destruction. 
the wide range of strategies available to slow this decline. So here are some ways that you can slow the decline. Number one is this, develop, developing good customer relationships. Number two, maintaining a strong brand with the quality and consistency to back it up. Number three, developing hard to duplicate distribution channels. Number four, establishing advantaged long-term sales or supply contracts. Number five, developing new applications. Number six, protecting intellectual property by using patents, secrecy, and contracts. Quit telling everyone what you're doing. Number seven, improving the quality cost relationship more rapidly than competitors. These are seven ways you can slow down the process of erosion in your company for your product, your service, whatever it is. Okay. Again, I guarantee you, I want to recommend you get this book, The Science of Success. If you're a business owner out there, get this book. It's a little bit heady. It's a little bit weighty. You can kind of see with how we're talking about it, but I think it's an important book. Help transform your mindset. But these are seven practical ways right there that you can combat um, the erosion, right? Erosion that's happening. Watch this. The world never stands still. As writer George Will has reminded us, the future has a way of arriving unannounced. Competitors are constantly improving and what customers value is constantly changing. This is the world we live in. The competitors don't stay the same, okay? They don't rise up and they just stay the same year after year. They're constantly looking at you. They're benchmarking against you and they're trying to get better. They want to be better than you, okay? So they're constantly working on getting better. And then what the customers that you're trying to serve, what they're changing, or excuse me, what they're valuing is constantly changing. So that's the competition we got out there in the business world. Competitors always getting better. Customers always changing. So if that's if you're if your competitors and your customers are always changing, why aren't you? Why aren't you? And I would say this the same to leaders and organizations, to managers and leaders and organizations. Your companies, because of everything I just talked about, the fact that the competitors are constantly getting better, the fact that the customers are always changing, your organization is changing. If you're not changing as a leader or manager, if you're not evolving, if you're not upskilling, oh, what's going to happen to you? If you're staying still when everything else is moving around you, this is why you're struggling to have uh, good managerial skills, good leadership skills. This is why you're struggling to get the promotions you want to lead the people in the way you want. This is why your business is struggling. Your team is struggling. The world is changing. The world is never standing still. If you're standing still, you're in the wrong. No matter how superior a company's products or services, it cannot stay in business unless it makes improvements and innovations at least as fast as its competitors. To do this successfully requires that a business apply the processes of experimental discovery. We'll talk about that next week and creative destruction to its vision, strategies, products, services, and methods. All businesses must constantly be innovating. This is just a reminder to you. That's all today is, this idea of spontaneous order and embracing change. Look, the world is always moving forward. You've got to be moving forward as well. Your customers are always changing what they want. Your competitors are always getting better. If you're standing still, you are in the wrong. And guess what? I don't have to tell you that. You will suffer the natural consequences. You better be pushing yourself through this idea of creative destruction. If you're not doing it yourself, the globe's going to do it for you. The marketplace is going to do it for you. The industry is going to do it for you. And you're going to be out of business. Okay. And you're going to be wondering why you didn't listen to a podcast like this earlier to remind yourself 
What am I, uh, what new am I introducing to my business, my company, to my leadership, my strategies, whatever it is, what old am I getting rid of? And again, this is a leadership podcast. So, you know, right now we're doing a lot of tactical. I'm reading a lot of business stuff. So we're talking more business and that's okay. But for leaders, we need to be evolving as well. Why? I already told you. I already told you. Your competitors are getting better. Your customers are changing. That means your organization is changing. That means your employees are changing, right? Because they're out in the marketplace too. That means you have to consistently get better and be thinking differently, reading books, going to conferences, all this stuff. So that as a leader, you're constantly evolving and you're helping your teams to evolve as well. That's all I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'll see you in the next episode of JC Talks Leadership Podcast. Have a great day. Take care. Oh, 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 oh